Hey guys, welcome back to Living Disciple. My name is Mark and today's topic is not fun. Uh, it's actually very tough for me and it's tough for many of those who are facing the same thing as you read the title, Cancer and What Do I Do? Uh, so we've discovered that my brother who is in the Navy at this moment, serving in the Navy, uh, about a month ago, he had a growth. He was stationed in Bahrain. That's basically near somewhere Dubai in that area. So they've discovered a growth in his bladder. So they operated on him over there. Uh, they've tested the growth and uh, they've discovered that it's cancer. That's not a fun cancer. Uh, everybody looked very, very sad at the situation at what happened because they saw no hope. There is no hope from doctor's point of view for this type of a cancer. Uh, at this moment, they simply sent him to DC. Uh, there is a hospital over there. And that's where they deal with these terminal type uh, sicknesses and diseases. So anybody who loses their limbs, they sent them out there. So immediately at that point, I, I was praying, like, God, what's up with this? And God sends a revelation and he basically says there are aggressors against your brother. He has a great destiny. His name is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And there was a miracle when he was born. Every other child died in the hospital except for him. Uh, so God was with us even at his birth. And there is a great destiny for him. And so I prayed. So we start to pray against the aggressors, against the spiritual principalities and powers that stand against us. Uh, so that was our job. So we prayed and immediately, even my brother Iman said, Iman short for Emmanuel, said that he saw how tides have changed because they were going to operate on him. They were going to immediately remove his bladder when he gets to DC and the doctors looked at it one more time and for some reason they changed their mind and said you know what we're gonna do uh, chemotherapy which for us was a sign like okay okay god uh, because god somehow is in control even of the minds of the people and even the doctors and for some reason doctors thought at this moment that you know what chemotherapy is gonna be a good idea uh, which i've done some research and chemo is not it's really not a solution for bladder type cancer uh, I don't know the reasons, but that's what usually the consensus is for that. So, this is where we are. So, at this point I prayed and I said, God, what do you want me to do? And I felt like I really need to go over there. For some reason, we are praying out here, not really connecting with them person to person, like face to face type idea. I, I really need to see him face to face. See him, see the pains put my hands on him, pray for him, you know, love on him. And that's what I did. So we went out there, me and my mom, uh, right when he was getting his first shot of chemotherapy. Uh, so he was on drugs, like over-the-counter drugs, painkillers, just to get, cut that edge of pain off. Uh, so he was sort of feeling it here and there, but, you know, drugs really helped. 
So I was waiting for a moment, obviously, at this moment, we are just sort of speaking to him about God and revelation of God and relationship of God. He hasn't been the most devout Christian. Uh, he kind of walked away, I guess, for a while there. And recently, not a month ago, but prior to that, he was really seeking out the Lord, like, hey, God, what's, what's, what is this my life? What, what's it all about? So it began for him. A little back and it seems like this was an attack on him because he was about to retire at the end of the year and boom cancer is like wow he also noticed that and he's like what's up with this what is up with this now you know so he sees it he sees it and I can testify I mean even in my own life <laughs> in my, and my brother's life we also sort of went through this little struggle with God, but it was much younger years, and we went through some suffering as well uh, to find God and kind of see it in His path as well, except it's to the nth degree, you know, you're going to die type of a thing. We weren't going to die. I went to jail and stuff like that. <laughs> My brother is not face, facing death penalty almost, you can say. But yeah, so we went over there, and we waited for a moment. It, it went couple days after chemotherapy I really got to a point like okay we are ready to really pray for him and see if there's an instant miracle we wanted him to sort of get off certain drugs painkillers basically and see if we can feel if he can feel some relief when we are praying so we pray maybe it's day three I'm not sure we pray for him uh, and my mom prays not a long prayer just a very short prayer maybe 30 seconds at best and he says, yeah, I, yeah, I, I actually do feel something, some, some sort of a change, some sort of a relief of some sort. So I asked him, so, but is it all gone? He's like, no, no, it's pain still there. It's like, okay, let me pray. So I prayed also in a similar fashion. All I do is basically command the pain to leave and I use my faith that it will leave. And says, yeah, yeah, I feel more of it. And I... You know, we ask him questions, maybe tell him to get up, like shift a little bit. But then he's like, you know what, guys, at this moment, I'm just like, I'm off, off the painkillers. And now all I'm thinking about is this pain is going to come back right now. And I really want to get back on my painkillers. So I said, hey, no problem. Like, get on your painkillers. Uh, I'm not going to stand in that way. My job is, it's my job to pray for him. It's my job to make sure he's healed, not his job. At this moment in his life, his, his thing is, find his destiny find his identity in christ that's his job that's his struggle our struggle is to pray for his healing and so this is what i'm going to be talking about obviously there is a struggle that he's facing and maybe he can testify to that once he goes through this but i'm going to testify to the process of this healing the healing hasn't happened yet at least we haven't gotten any results yet uh, we are praying but to make things worse they said four days are the worst, the first four days are the worst days of chemo. So I sticked around for those first four days. And then on the fifth day I left and I told them I was going to fast and pray, actually fast and pray for him. Uh, and that was a Saturday. So I prayed on a Saturday and to make things worse, his status became worse. Like he got sick, he had low grade fever. I think he almost passed out or something like that. So the day was really bad. So it's like, whoa, God, I'm praying here, kind of seeing like, whoa, that's positive. You know, he's feeling something. And instead of getting better, he's getting worse. 
and when I'm fasting and praying, right? That will bring doubt to you. They will start to question things like, hey, am I really even hearing from God? Is this stuff even for real? Not just to give you a little, just to testify a little bit, it's not my first time praying for healing. I've seen many, many miracles. I've seen cancers being healed um, uh, from what with, with some of the big ones I've seen. Um, uh, uh, people had strokes in like half their body or like their arm or leg would completely lose any nerves. I uh, prayed for some of these people and those were restored. So I've seen some big ones, not the, not, not the major ones. I haven't revived anybody from their death or anything like that. But I've seen big enough, big enough to take on cancer. At least my brother's cancer too. Before we continue with this show, I would love to invite you guys to become one of our sponsors on patreon.com slash living disciple. These funds will be used to continue to run the show and to support our missionary friends across the ocean. Their job is to make disciples in all nations. If this is something God is calling you to do and to become part of, then please do it by going to patreon.com slash living disciple. And now guys, let's get back to the show. So where do I stand? At this moment, you know, you can't I, can't, I can't lie, I have been struggling with it. I have been praying and uh, praying to God and saying, God, what's up? You know, Jesus saw and Jesus healed. I see, I have compassion just as Jesus did. I pray and it seems like it's not happening. And this is my own brother. If anybody should be healed, it's my own brother. You know, it's like, God, if you've given us this authority and faith, to heal then why not my own folks not folks my own blood so let's read a few stories just to help us out and this is one of the things you gotta be into is scripture praying getting, receiving God's revelation and seeing the results those are the things you gotta do let's read Luke 18 1 through 8 and a story from history about Shadrach Meshach and Abednego uh, those are the two stories I'm going to use to help me out and help those out who are also struggling with such situations as this one in my, in my family's life. So let's read. Then Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Hmm, that rings a bell to me. He says, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Give me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. And we sort of stop here and I'm like, yeah, God, yeah, I want justice now. And I want healing now. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That's where... The tricky part comes in. That's where he questions the degree of our faith. 
this even questions a degree of my own faith. Like, you know, are you sure this is to me? Are you sure your faith is that strong? Hmm. I'm going to use the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just to kind of give a, a foundational block to what faith is because in my youth, I misunderstood it, okay? This is written in Daniel chapter 3. I'm going to just quote or read you the response of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to Nebuchadnezzar. At this point, Nebuchadnezzar is ready to basically burn him, okay? And he basically tells them, what are you going to do, guys, now? Who's going to save you now? And so they respond. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, this is in verse 16 through 18 in chapter 3, answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the cause, I mean, if, if that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve you, God, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Do you comprehend what they're saying? They're basically saying, if we die and we go to the heavenly realm, we will not be found without faith. This is what they're saying. We will not be found without faith. And this is what the fundamental block is of faith. Many times, many times we are found without faith. Many times we end up with, I knew that he won't get healed, right? I knew it wouldn't work. I knew God wouldn't hear me. I knew God wouldn't respond to me. But that's not the problem. This is the faith that these guys are showing. Like, nope, we're going to die. So how, how, how is this applied to me, to my case? This applies, and this is where I misunderstood. In my youth, we, I always prayed for God to do something, right? I never really applied my own faith, saying that, hey, um, give you practically, uh, we would always pray, God, heal, amen, if you're willing. And that's how I would pray. But never would I kind of put my own ego or my own self in front of it. If I pray and nothing happens, it's sort of my fault. Never do that. You, I, I pushed my, or I should say, I delegated the, the responsibility of faith to God or to God's will, I've never really applied my faith for healing in such a way. So that means that if I pray for my brother's healing, even if he dies, even if it doesn't happen, I'm going to still say, I, I still had faith. I will not be found without faith. Like God, you can, be te you can testify to my own heart. I had faith to the end. That's what that means. Even if he dies, even if he doesn't get a healing, I'm going to have faith. That's what that means. Even if people are going to start questioning my own faith, like, ah, oh, are you sure you believe in the right God? Are you sure you believe in the right theology? You sure you don't want to change that? Yes, I'm sure. I'm going to stand behind that. And that's what we're talking about practically. Do I stand behind that? And so this is where, that was like the center to me. A lot of people have different experiences, but that was my experience. But when we talk about faith, there's basically, I'm going to break him down to like three R's, you know. Uh, your reception, the result of it, and 
regeneration. Those are like the three things I'm looking at when we speak about faith, because, you know, faith could be very shallow in a way, right? And this is where Jesus was speaking to us about, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? If he is to show up today, will I find faith or were you just doubting? And that's so, so important when we apply on faith. So, when God speaks to me, when I receive supernatural revelation through prayer, and it's not through the Bible, because this is a very specific situation, right? Because my brother is, is, has cancer, and God says, aggressors are against him at this point. Uh, do I believe that? Or do I not believe that? Or do I just say, those are just my own thoughts, and that's all it is? Hmm. How receptive am I to the truth? Or how receptive am I to the truth that miracles and healings can happen today? Because that's one of the fundamental things. If you're not even receptive to those things, then what, what, what faith are we talking about? That's where Jesus basically says, how long shall I put up with this generation? Or how long shall I put up with you in your lack of faith? That's basically where it's at. How long? And that's the degree of our faith. That's sort of like the multiplier of, in our faith. Do you really even believe this? Or do you just, you just, I believe it. I just never see it happen in my life. Is that where you're at? I was there. Then I realized at my moment, like, wait a minute. Wow. For my faith to be true, I really actually need to believe. You don't pay attention to the result. You have to believe. You have to believe that this actually will happen. That's faith. That's the multiplier of faith. That's what, what Jesus is talking about. Will I find that? Will I actually find that? Or will I find doubt? Or will I find skepticism? Or will I only find you questioning things? And sort of same thing. It goes to salvation, right? And the salvation... Uh, People in these situations, they will either, you know, many times when people suffer, they'll accept Jesus. Uh, but the real thing is, if you get healed right now, will you actually follow Jesus or not? I've seen people turn the other way immediately. First, they're suffering, you tell them to, about Jesus, and they're very receptive. And then once they get better, they're like, ah, it's trash. Uh, so, but we're speaking about when we pray for healing. This is my fight. Right. And I had to be receptive to that. I had to be open to that. And that was very, very powerful in my, and it really changed. It was, I'm just telling you, it really changed everything about the way I pray and about the way I even have faith. I started seeing miracles happen after that shift in my heart. I have to pray and believe that it will happen. Second thing is basically regeneration. Uh, regeneration is sort of like this process. And it is, you have to know that it's a process, it's a growth. Uh, you have to believe that Jesus is able to grow you, regenerate you, and meaning grow your faith. Your faith uh, is sort of like a, in a cycle fashion, like a sine wave or, or type of a thing. It goes up and down, up and down, but when you take an average, the average goes up all the time. That's where you're going to find yourself. 
And that's very, very true. I find that in myself so many times. So at one moment, I'm like healing people left and right. Next one, I'm like, man, God, what's happening? I have nothing. I'm like zero, you know. But nonetheless, it still goes up. Your faith, that regeneration has to take place and you have to see it and you have to feel it. It is that place. It's that regeneration is, is kind of like the suffering. It's like the, the idea of perfection being done in you. Okay? It's being done in you. As Christ was, it spoke about the Christ. He was perfected even unto death. It's like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Jesus said what, what, he was perfected? If he is being perfected, how much more should we be perfected? And how much more are we are to uh, re, uh, like take on such tasks with eagerness? Like, yes, this is a, a moment of, of being perfected, right? And I think like even in the story of Job, I was reading it recently, given the case, he was, once he reflected on things, the way God responded to him, basically saying, I'm God, where were you, you know? I think he reflected back and he started to realize something like, wow, yeah, I, I see my humanity, yeah. I, I, I see how I really need to seek you even deeper. And this is the generation. It doesn't ma matter, regeneration, I mean, it doesn't matter how high you are. There is more. There is more depth. There is more room to grow. There is more and more and more. So you have to find yourself in that regenerative process that you have to see it being taken place you have to keep growing it can't be baseless right uh you have to find that generation which kind of leads us to the third point which is basically results you have to have results at the end of the day if you have zero results <laughs> i'm not sure uh because it's something's not there but the results, the fruits of the Spirit, in a way, we can say, and the results, in, if we're speaking about the fruit, the gift of healing or a gift of faith, you have to have results, right? Because it is those results that gives you confidence, right? That's, that's why you know that, man, I'm not being alienated from God. Uh, I'm not alienating myself from God. I'm with God because God will respond because this is the way God responded to Jesus Christ dying. He says, God himself will justify the things I say. And Jesus himself had to use faith in that moment. And Jesus, I mean Jesus, God the Father resurrected Jesus, justifying everything he spoke about. And the same way this works in our life too. The results have to be there or else God did not approve of your life or whatever it is that you're doing. He didn't approve it. So it is important to have the results. If you don't have results, something's wrong. Okay, so this, these are the three things, you know, reception to revelation, um, regenerative process and having actually results because as you regenerate, that produces results. Uh, that produces the sign way like, yeah, yeah, miracles are happening or not. Those things are important. Those are the things that are building your faith. And that's sort of the pinnacle where Jesus says, well, I find faith. And those are the things you should pay attention to. And this is where I'm paying attention to in my own life and questioning, not God, but questioning my own faith. Like, where is my faith? 
At what level is my faith right now? Why is it that I have to wait? Why is it that God is putting me through certain patience, through certain long suffering to get you somewhere? And that deals with, you know, deals with my faith. Deals with how, how powerful is your faith? How strong is your faith? And that's sort of where I stand. And hopefully this will help you out as well, those who are dealing with the situation. This is where we are. If this is where I'm at and I have to push forward and push through this, and uh, see what happens in a couple months because right now chemo is going to take about two months. We're not really going to know too much until then. At that point, that's when they're going to switch doctors and the doctors, I guess, they're going to run again the tests, see what's up with the numbers and they're going to give us a diagnose. Until then, we, we wait patiently and we continue to pray and continue to have faith that that cancer is gone and that there will be no more pain in the bladder and that everything is healthy, and then we can praise God and say, God healed. But I will report back to you guys um, and see what the results are. At this moment, I'm in the middle of faith, in the middle of believing that God is going to hear us, hear our prayers, and give us justice, because He speaks about the righteous ones. He says, I hear the prayer of the righteous. So that's where I'm at. Uh, again, thank you for listening to this episode of Living Disciple. And I'll see you guys or talk to you guys in the next one. Take care.